Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the Good Things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch Good Things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And if you are on the road headed to your first Thanksgiving destination, or I guess only Thanksgiving destination, give us a little honk honk. No, not probably not really. If you're really doing that, don't. But, hey, it could be fun. But let us know where you're headed as long as you're not the driver. 601-879-4395. I know this is one of the busiest travel days of the entire year. Some of you got up early and headed out to wherever you will be uh, for the upcoming few days or maybe just the holiday tomorrow. Or maybe it is you're just sitting there waiting, counting down the time to, you know, 5 o'clock or whatever your off hour is so you can hit the road. That You fall into that camp don't you oh yeah i'll be waiting till after thunder and lightning tonight to hit the road and then you're headed um up to tupelo so or you know let us know too if you're at home listening frantically cleaning or getting the turkey on or if you haven't taken the turkey out of the refrigerator now go ahead and put in a takeout order you're going to need to figure out a pickup or some other way to get to get the meat on the table, but um, unless I guess it's already been defrosted. But what you up to? What you up to? How you getting ready for Thanksgiving? Uh, I think is what what it call comes down to six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. Over on the Good Things Facebook group, where we have a lot of fun each day, um, I ask just simply if you have any Thanksgiving traditions. I know normally. We talk about the traditions that come with Christmas or around those particular holidays. There seems to be more. This Thanksgiving Eve, but it doesn't hit the same as like Christmas Eve. You've got all these other sort of Advent or just other kind of traditions that lead up. And while most of you are just saying eating, I'm like, no, think about it, though. I think you've got more traditions than you think when it comes to Thanksgiving. Maybe you always go to the same place. Maybe you always look forward to a specific something that's like your tradition um, in terms of the eating. We do more than we think in terms of tradition just for Thanksgiving. Like for us, it's I host. Yay. And then but the tradition is all the families from both sides come together. It's just years ago, it was just uh, deemed easier and it just made more sense. And so that's kind of just been the standing tradition for the last uh, 10 plus um, years. And then tomorrow, although it's not technically Thanksgiving, I still feel like the day after Thanksgiving is kind of like Christmas Eve is to Christmas. We don't go shop. We don't do any of that. That is when the whole transformation of the Turner compound actually welcomes in Christmas. My mom comes up. 
usually the husband's hunting. And then when he comes home, it's all bright and spine, um, sparkly and all the things are, are done. And we get it done in that one you know, day sort of together. So those are our family traditions. So what are your family traditions, Rano, or past, present uh traditions around thanksgiving well past tradition was mom would get up at the crack of dawn and start cooking it would be cooking all day long and there you'd have the the thanksgiving day parade on the tv and there'd be snacks to munch on while she was getting the big meal prepared and then everybody would come together and then after i moved out my little brother moved out started a family my parents had kind of an empty nest they started having thanksgiving at a, a family friend's house miss audrey's house and that has kind of continued as a tradition, even after Mom's passing. It's it's been one of those we we go to Miss Audrey's and have Thanksgiving as a community with with a church family, and that's been a great way to transition the traditions because mm-hmm. not all traditions last a lifetime. Sometimes they change, sometimes things change, and and life can either get in the way or it can help you along. And you can always start new traditions at any time. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you can say that. Like, we're starting a tradition. I think it's one of those things where you try something new and it goes over well. And oh, then yeah. you look forward to doing it again the next year and then the next year. And then before you know it, you're like, wow, I can't imagine Thanksgiving or Christmas or the holidays or whatever it may be without this sort of uh, sort of in it. Scott says we watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation after lunch dinner every single uh, year. And so maybe that is his Thanksgiving, at, although it starts early with the with the Christmas movies. Thanksgiving really does unleash the holiday movies or the old or especially the old classics on all of the channels so if you want to start that tradition coming up this year oh my god all you gotta do is snuggle up on the couch and absolutely find find something um something to watch talking about something to watch in thanksgiving i've seen a growing online discourse because you've got all kinds of christmas movies you've got the debate whether or not die hard is a christmas movie or not Mm -hmm. But there's a, a new entrant into the controversial holiday movie realm. Oh. Some people are starting to say that the original Spider-Man yeah. starring Tobey Maguire and mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe is a Thanksgiving movie because they all come together at a Thanksgiving table and cut turkey. Oh, you took this conversation in a different direction. Are there any other Thanksgiving movies? I'm like sure there are, but that's the only one I've have seen like talked about. Major Thanksgiving moments, because usually, yeah, hey, that's pretty cool. If you in the be- realm of superheroes, I would say there's at least one Thanksgiving episode of the uh, Superman show Smallville, mm-hmm. where it's telling his story of, of growing up in the Midwest and going to high school and dealing with all that, and there's a there's a whole episode where it's Thanksgiving and it's kind of awkward because it's like there's a guy at the table that tried to do harm to the family last season, but he's here for Thanksgiving this year. Well, it is superheroes though. And that welcome to the South. <laughs> you know, my holiday. personal tradition. It feels like I, Thanksgiving wouldn't really feel like Thanksgiving to me mm-hmm. if there weren't a whirlwind trip up and down the state involved for it because i've done that ever since i went to college really 
For so for you and and that that's also many of you may fall into that camp of you've get you've got tomorrow off, but you may or may not have Friday off just depending on your work or the nature of the beast for you. And so yeah, I mean for you Rhino, you get tomorrow off and then you travel up to and see your family in Tupelo, but then it's back to business as regular scheduled programming here on Super Talk come Friday and so and back you go. So it would feel odd. You'd probably enjoy it, but it would be odd for you not to have that kind of. And your family kind of recognizes that, too, right? You're going to be up, and then you're coming down, and then, you know, that's that's Thanksgiving in a nutshell. It's like the wonder niece texts me. She's like, when are you getting in, and when are you leaving? Yeah, because that's when Uncle Rhino, um, that's when Uncle Rhino can make it. Now, Angela, she says they go to Disney every year for Thanksgiving, or when they go to Disney every year for Thanksgiving, I think they try to do that. And they try, they specifically go to Epcot on Thanksgiving Day and then eat their way around the world for Thanksgiving. Well, that's cool. That is cool. And I don't know if I've ever, I've never been there on Thanksgiving, but I wonder if they have special, because not, ev- not everybody celebrates Thanksgiving, correct? I mean, I'm sure everywhere has some form of feast of gratitude. I don't know if yeah. you call it Thanksgiving. There's probably some celebration of gratitude. I mean, around the world, world. no. It's, it's yeah. a small percentage compared to the world population. Usually it's just America or Americans living abroad that celebrate it because it is a very American holiday. Right. But I would say other cultures probably have celebratory feast of something oh yeah that that's around that it's just so, not usually the tur- late in november turkey yes turkey dressing so i wonder it'd be neat to see if epcot had meals for whatever that is ish or taking the thanksgiving cuisine of america and whatever that is in the different countries the equivalent to that and serving it and maybe apparently it is celebrated in the united states canada the country of grenada St. Lucia, Liberia, and it's unofficially recognized in countries like Brazil and the Philippines. And then if you get to an even smaller level, the Dutch town of Leiden and the Australian territory of Norfolk Island also celebrate Thanksgiving with us. With us tomorrow on the, what, the fourth Thursday of every November, correct? Is it the fourth? I forget what the rule is. It's the last, I think it's the last Thursday, which... I assume would be the fourth, but you never know how the calendar year falls. I know it's the la- I mean, it's always the last Thursday. It may fall as the fourth, but there may not always be four Thursdays in a month. I don't know. The fourth Thursday in November. So it is the fourth, which is also the last, I would think. Apparently it used to be before 1942. It was up to the discretion of the president. They picked Thanksgiving. Thank you, Jesus. We figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> Just make a date <laughs> and sort of stick with it. I think it's neat. I wonder why Thursday, of all the days of the week. I mean, like Christmas has a date. It's the 25th. But Thanksgiving's more of like a Thursday gets its stamp. And then it rotates the date every year. It'd feel weird to have it like on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But that's all you've known is thanksgiving on a thursday but we're not there yet and we've got another tradition for you that you might be interested in coming up next
You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Now that's something to be thankful for. On Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Something big's happening downtown. Good things are going on. Yeah, in Mississippi. There are so many good things happening on Main Streets and downtowns across the Magnolia State. Today, we are highlighting what's happening downtown this weekend. It is brought to you by the Mississippi Main Street Association. Don't forget, you can always, at any time, go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar to get more information on upcoming events. And if you're looking for a Thanksgiving tradition to start, start two days after on Saturday, which is Shop Small Saturday. And it's gaining uh, popu- is gaining popularity, not just in Mississippi, but around. But our Main Street Association is really grabbing hold of it to get you out and shopping small this coming Saturday. Joining us is Thomas Gregory to tell us a little bit more. Hey, Thomas. Hey, Rebecca. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Almost. I guess it's okay to say that. We can eat, get our bellies fulls, carve up, so we can go shop, shop, shop coming up on Saturday, which I always thought was interesting. It's the day after Black Friday. Was that intentional? Yeah, I think it's a, sort of a response to the Black Friday madness that uh, we've all sort of become accustomed to. Small Business Saturday is a program of uh, American Express, but it has uh, support from Main Street America and all of our um, Main Street programs across the nation. Um, and so it's just sort of a response to that, uh, encouraging people to get out and shop locally at the small businesses, the mom-and-pop-owned stores that are often found in our Main Street uh, districts um, all across the state. And I know like many of the open houses that we've talked about over the last couple of weeks here, Thomas, where a lot of our Main Street shops and downtown markets really, you know, put out their best foot forward to get you in and to get you deals early. That's going to be happening Saturday, too. You've got Pascagoula, Hernando, Columbus, Boonville, all of those, and I'm sure more are added in there that are going to have specific Shop Small Saturday sort of promotions and pushes. Is this similar to the open house, Thomas, or is this going to be a little bit different? Well, it's similar to the open houses, similar uh, retailers participating. I think our open houses are, you know, they vary by community on what date those open houses are held, where where a shop small Saturday is a nationwide event, um, you know, that happens the Saturday after Thanksgiving in all of our communities. But similar Similar promotion. We are encouraging people to go and shop at those locally owned businesses, the ones that you know support your kids' sports teams, and the ones that um, you know are, are happy to sponsor local festivals and events. Those are the the, the local businesses that we want to give back to and support with our holiday spending. You know, we're all going to spend money this this Christmas season. Uh, might as well spend it with the folks that, you know, are your neighbors in your community. Why is it that American Express, you think, saw the potential in promoting small shops versus, you know, the bigger ones um, or just shopping in general? Why would they care? <laughs> as long as you're using well, their uh, card. I certainly can't speak for American Express, but, uh, you know, I'm sure that it's um, a way for them to encourage sales. I was mm-hmm. looking at some statistics, and in 2021, Small Business Saturday, sales reached $23.3 billion, and that's slightly less than Black Friday that year, which was more than $30 billion, but it, but it's almost double um, the Cyber Monday spending that occurred that year, which was $10.7 billion. So the Saturday after Thanksgiving is a big spending day. Uh, and of course, I, you know, if you're American Express, 
um, that's good for your business, too. Oh, absolutely. And I would assume, too, yeah, it's just getting you the opportunity to get in. And they recognize that it's the small mom and pop or the, you know, the Main Street storefronts that are that will keep them alive, too, that have the opportunity to come in and shop and get what you get what you need, which I think, you know, we all need something. And even I think, too, Thomas, it's good to remind folks that even if you don't go and get your whole list taken care of, I mean, you know, that sometimes that's not feasible. You can do a few and that matters if everybody listening to good things bought just a couple handful of things when they normally wouldn't in a small business in their on their main street man that would really rat, add up to a lot going back into our communities that's right yeah and i think the fun thing too is you find those really unique gifts that you didn't know you needed until you get out and you and you and you see those as well but there's other things going on too i know shop small support big is a big deal but man our your main street uh, associations all across the state are have big things coming up for christmas how important is just the holiday season in general well i think for retailers it's, it's everything um you know the majority of spending takes place um you know in the final two months of the year uh and you know a good or bad holiday shopping season can make or break some of these small businesses. So that's why it's so important for us to look local first. Um, and, you know, remember that these locally owned businesses are, are the ones that provide that higher level of service. Oftentimes they offer uh, free gift wrapping, which, you know, if you don't like to wrap your own gifts, go go buy a, an item at a local business. They're likely to, to wrap it for you uh, free of charge. So, um, you know, I, I think that's just a, an example of a way that some of these locally owned businesses do provide a higher level of service than you would find at a big box retailer or certainly an online retailer. It feels like the Main Street Association is growing, which is such a good thing, Thomas. Do you feel like there's momentum within Mississippians to get out support and recognize that, you know, their small communities are unique and worth celebrating? Absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we see have seen, a um, you know, an increase in interest in our uh, statewide network. We've got Main Street programs in every corner of the state, but we're always – uh, bringing new associate members on who are interested in starting their own local Main Street program, and, and that's something that's really exciting. I think that's a testament to uh, sort of the spirit in Mississippi of uh, supporting our small communities and our historic downtowns. I was encouraged, Thomas, that my hometown, uh, Brandon, is now newly integrated into the Mississippi Main Street Association, got their sign and everything, starting having some official events. And so it's really cool to see what benefits does a community have when they do make that shift, when they make it official, join in the gang with the with the greater uh, Mississippi Main Street Association than just sort of going at it alone. Yeah, uh, well, you know, it's that statewide network of programs. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest assets. It's uh, knowing that you're not going it alone and that if you are dealing with an issue in your community, there's probably somebody else around the state that that's dealt with it before uh, and can sort of help you walk through that process. Um, we all also offer our designated Main Street programs, um, you know, just a really high level of support um, and training. We do uh, training events throughout the year. Um, and then we also are able to provide some grant funding for revitalization projects uh, in communities that, that have that designated community status. So there's a lot of re- good reasons for a community to be a part of, um, of Main Street. And, um, you know, we're certainly excited that, that Brandon is coming on board, like you said, um, as well as several others throughout the state. Yeah, you get a cute little sign and everything. I'm sure there's a lot more to it, but it definitely distinguishes that you have yeah. an actual uh, Main Street. If someone, uh, you know, wants more information about that, Thomas, um, is it a rigorous process? Is it something that most communities may already have the fit for? They just don't, they don't even recognize it? Well, um, you know, the, the place to start is with that associate 
membership that I mentioned, uh, you can find information about that on our website at msmainstreet.com. Um, you know, folks are always welcome to reach out to me as well. I, I have phone calls with communities who are trying to figure it out, uh, it seems like, every week. So if somebody is interested in learning more, uh, I would start at the website and, and then follow up uh, with a member of our team to to help you uh, make that determination if it's the right fit for your community. Thomas, I know what statistic you need or stat. I feel like that all our main streets have been busy bees since, you know, really around the 1st of November, transforming our downtowns into Christmas Wonderland. Many will have their um, lighting of the Christmas tree coming up probably within the next sort of week or so. We need a Main Street Association number of Christmas lights that are around the state. How many are, how many are putting, how many light bulbs are going to be shining on main streets across Mississippi due to the hard work of the associations? I think, um, um, people need to know that. Yeah, um, I think there's, you know, certainly this time of year, a lot of hard work goes into, um, you know, transforming our communities into places that people get excited to to see the lights when they come home for Christmas. Um, you know, a, a lot of our communities do put up the big town Christmas tree and have a, have a lighting event. So those are all the, the fun, nostalgic things that, um, you know, make us feel like we're at home uh, during the holidays. I completely caught that you did not say I'll go count them, Thomas. So. Oh, no. I, I'm, I'm not volunteering to count the lights. <laughs> I'm totally picking. But it just goes to show it never stops. And probably so many of your association, Main Street associations are, you know, getting through the holidays and focused on that, but already planning great things coming up in the, in the uh, springtime as well. So it, remind us where we can go. I mean, because there's also resources for those of us who just live in these communities. MSMainStreet.com slash calendar. What can we find if we go there? Well, we post all of our uh, community events that get submitted to us through our Main Street Network. And so if you're looking for something to do, um, you know, this holiday season, go there, check out the calendar and see what's going in communities uh, across the state. And then, like you said, in the spring, we'll be gearing up for spring festivals. That's the big time of year where most of our communities have their big um, springtime event, a lot of, you know, barbecue cooking competitions and that sort of thing. Um, Mississippi's a fun place to spend time during the spring. And, uh, you know, there's a lot a lot of things going on in uh, your own community or communities right next door. You don't have to, you know, get on an airplane and travel to some faraway land to, to have fun. Sometimes it's just, a, you know, a 30-minute drive or an hour drive um, from where you live uh, to find something really cool going on in a, in one of our own communities. Absolutely. And don't forget, you can start by supporting, you can start supporting your main streets uh, coming up Saturday. Well, you can do it today if you wanted to, but shop small, support big. It's coming up Saturday, November the 25th. Get out, shop local, support your main streets and happy Thanksgiving, Thomas. Same to you. All righty. You guys stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. Rebecca's always thankful for the good things, and that includes you. Thanks for listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi.
stumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life I appreciate the signs that said, I sure wish Dolly would have sang 10 to 2. <laughs> Instead of 8 to 5. You wouldn't you, need nearly as many cups of ambition. You would not. But if you were waiting on your 5 o'clock today to get off for Thanksgiving, we appreciate you tuning in to Good Things um, as part of your day. You can stream us live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Coming up Friday, you got Gerard Gibbert. He'll be on the move with middays. He's going to be at Carter Jewelers in downtown Jackson. After 49 years of being in the jewelry business, the owner of Carter Jewelers, Jerry Lake, he's announcing a retirement liquidation sale with sale prices up to 90% off. That's dang near giving it away. The entire inventories of fine jewelry at both the Jackson and Vicksburg stores will be liquidated for fast sale. This will be the largest saving event of the year. So Jerry wants to thank everyone for a lot of great years in Jackson and Vicksburg. Come on, Jerry, you can make it one more for even 50. (laughs) I think by the time you were somewhere for 49 years, you're like, it's okay. I don't need to make it to that golden, um, golden anniversary so you can hear all about that and get out and shop too coming up friday uh from 10 to 1 with gerard now coming up tomorrow we're going a little backwards here on good things you've got the egg bowl but it's still egg bowl week so you'll be hearing things between now and then through friday for sure friday may be the most exciting day to, to tune in for egg bowl talk but the egg for bowl, half of you. We're ha- well that's true for for 50 you got a 50 50 chance that it's gonna be a good day for you on friday although I'm sure someone in Vegas would tell me that the odds don't work just like that, just because two teams show up. But, hey, stranger things have happened at the Egg Bowl. I am learning that because I'm listening to Sports Talk Mississippi throughout this week. They've got interviews with former Ole Miss and Mississippi State players. They have insight and analysis about this year's game. They've got the annual game that defines the season. It's one of the most colorful rivalries in all of sports. That's one way of saying that it's just nasty. It's just a nasty rivalry. It's Egg Bowl week, and it's starting. Uh, it's it's coming up next too. You'll hear more on Sports Talk Mississippi right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I saw a cool. We we're talking about Thanksgiving tradition. One around the Egg Bowl. I didn't realize this that it's the eleventh annual um, run Egg Bowl run there for the Ole Miss and the Mississippi State um, ROTC. And so I didn't realize that for the last eleven years they have been doing the annual run. So apparently both run from the schools and meet in Calhoun. City, which is halfway, and whoever is the home team this year, I guess that's the way to say it, or who is hosting the host team. Yeah, home Base- team. Home team, is that baseball? <laughs> you, have home, you have football it's team? Soccer, it's most so, sports. Okay, so home you got team. a home team and a visiting team. <laughs> okay. Home and away. Home and away. Okay, so whoever is the home team, or I guess, uh, so this year would be Mississippi State, correct? correct? So they pass the ball to that person and or the, to that ROTC, uh, I guess, cadets, and then they run back. So it's like over 100 miles, I think, for, for all together. So it sounds like that's what – I can't do math. Good, 25 miles one way, 25 miles back, but that would be 100 miles. That's a long way. That's two marathons. That, that's a lot of miles, people, which however way it, it ends up being, all to raise uh, canned goods for for those that are in need in the holidays. And I think this year's I saw reported that they got two truck beds full of canned goods that will go to um, go to pantries. And the other cool part is that some 
are stationed in um, Kuwait. Am I saying that correctly? And so the run actually got transferred. They did it in both places. Yeah. So they carried the tradition yeah, over. Yeah, the cadets in ROTC at the two schools did the run in Mississippi, and those serving overseas continued the tradition while overseas. So you can actually read and see the video over on the Good Things uh, Facebook group if you would like to learn more. I didn't know that of all these years. Uh, This is the first time I'd heard about that. So maybe next year we'll do better and we'll figure out uh, that prior to to the run because I think it happens. It's already happened. So it happens a few days prior to um, the actual game. So kudos to them for doing that. But then also – you know, two truck beds full of canned goods. That's that's not too shabby for 100 miles worth of, of sweat um, equity. Another big tradition, though, for Thanksgiving, I feel like many have, is whether you sit down and you intently watch it or you just have it owned, it's the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, because even if you're not paying attention, on. you might as well have it on. Which I... I loved, um, I didn't know much about, I guess, the backstory of it. And a handful of immigrant Macy employees wanted to express how thankful they were for living in the United States back in 1924. And so they got a few animals and balloons and all the things and started, started the tradition, which has morphed into the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Also didn't realize before 27, so for three years, Macy's used real animals including lions and bears and tigers and camels and goats and elephants and donkeys. Oh, my. I should end it with bears. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine now, like, the, as big as it is and as all the pomp and circumstance sort of around it and the crowds, if they really did try to keep, like, real animals in it? I'd ha- have a hard time picturing them just having the parade with the animals among the the parade participants, but I could totally see somebody going bold and having a float with, with animals on the float with trained people corralling them. I could I could totally see somebody doing that because they're always trying to figure out the next. What, what can I do to set myself apart from 80, 90 years of floats. I saw where or heard where um, Paul did a little trivia on what the first large-scale balloon ever was in the Macy Thanksgiving Day Parade. Do you happen to know what that is? I'll talk about I you. haven't the foggiest. Flex the Cat was the first. That same year, he also became the first balloon in the parade to suffer an accident. <laughs> that shouldn't be funny. Suffer an accident. It is a little funny. It is a little funny. During um, during the parade. And by they don't explain accident. So I wonder if. Yeah, because you're on a parade route with lamp posts and light poles, and uh, it's happened more than once. Well, now there's an infamous video of uh, a balloon featuring Barney the Purple Dinosaur meeting his demise at the hands of a lamp post, and like you said, it shouldn't be funny, but it is a little funny to to think about the. And this is going to sound really bad to. To laugh at the emotional scarring of the kids, because that's the one thing from that video I remember is you see the dinosaur balloon getting caught in the wind, and then it hits the lamppost and deflates, and all you hear is just the screams of kids from the crowd. Well, now as large as the balloons are, if one was to pop, you would have like a... Oh, there's hundreds of people controlling those things. Yes, not good outcomes. Here's I, This is crazy to think. 
So from 27 when they started the balloons to 32, so that's five years. And I granted it wasn't as big and they weren't as large. They just let the SOBs go. Like they just, they just whoop, like let it, like let it go. All right, parade's over. See you later, Flex. Just wish you luck. May, may the odds ever be in your favor as you travel upwards and and abound. They nixed that pretty, pretty quickly. And I would say once you started getting more sophisticated balloons and more money, I I saw where the average balloons like $500,000. Oh yeah. And so that's an investment. And then two, you have like up to 90 people when they're carrying the balloons, you have like 90 folks per balloon that's down there pretty much strapped into it. One, I guess, to make sure that they don't go away. But then also, you know, if if one falls counterbalance. out, counterbalance um, with that. But most of the really bigger ones, they are towed now by trucks. And they are part of New York City's theatrical Teamsters. There's a union for that. Well, of Local course, eight, New York. <laughs> Local 817. They're all supposed to wear jackets and ties for parade duty. I think that would be very stressful. I'm actually looking forward to it because the main character from my favorite show, One Piece, is going to feature in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade for the first time in history. Oh, that's Luffy. cool. That's cool. Straw Hat Luffy is going to be a balloon. I did as a kid really enjoy watching the Thanksgiving Day Parade and seeing all of them. I mean, it was something to be like, wow, there, there are Snoopy's really big and, you know, you had all the different ones that came out. Now it just feels like it's a big concert and it kind of over, overdo it, but, but it's still something that's always on in the background that's just kind of part of Thanksgiving. Jeff and Pontotoc said, I am currently making the potato salad for tomorrow as I listen to y'all. Ah! Thanks, Jeff. We want to know what you were doing getting prepared for Thanksgiving. Are you stuck at work, too? It's okay to be grumpy about that. You got about probably three hours or more or two hours or more before your work day is over. Or you already getting the party started. Cooking something up or traveling somewhere. Let us know. 601-879-4395. We got more for you up next. She's thankful you're listening. Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Back to good things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can also stream us from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And don't forget, too, you can find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station and 
you can watch us. So we are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. Super grateful for all of you who are getting your Thanksgiving meal started already while listening to Good Things. Tim from the 662 said he is boiling eggs, making cornbread for dressing, peeling potatoes for the um, hash brown casserole, and making cheese straws. He's the one doing the cooking, not his wife. I find that, that that's pretty much... Not the standard necessarily, the male versus the female. It's just more of like one or the other. Or the man kind of takes over the meat, usually, because you get to, you know, use your big machines outside or deep fry it. Smoke it, grill it, fry it. And then the other, you know, the ladies kind of sort of do the casseroles or for the side. But really, honestly. It almost sounded like a Daft Punk song. It could be. <laughs> it could be either or. But you just feel like one usually takes more of the load than the other. There's usually not both cooks in the kitchen is what I'm trying to get at, which is probably a good thing. Honest to goodness, I don't know what our family will do when my mother and my precious mother-in-law and my mom both cease to be able to provide Thanksgiving and Christmas meals because, as I mentioned, our tradition is my husband and I, we host. So we get the house ready. We provide a space for everybody. We clean the toilets, you know, all the things. And then they bring all the all the food because they, they still enjoy making their traditional recipes and all the things. So I don't know. That first year just may have to be like, we may end up at the Golden Corral. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, it's a lot of pressure to try to take over those, um, those recipes, especially doing it all at once, which as I'm saying it, I'm like, I should probably start learning, but I don't want to. <laughs> I like it the way they do it. And so I just am going to count my blessings and enjoy each year that we have it that way. If you are frying a turkey, you do know that there are like some things you should or should not do. And I know this is like your realm, Rhino, because you have you have fried turkeys in the past. I think your dad even gave you a turkey fryer oh, yeah. kit. We go electric turkey fryers. I can do it indoors if I want to. Okay, so I was gonna say, what is the? Although that's not recommended. No, I'm like, what are those? What are the top three no nos for frying turkeys? Uh, First in your step, opinion, there's in, not. Well, in my opinion, yeah. first step is zero ice on the bird. Zero. You mean nada. That means give it a good once over and then double check it. Get a flashlight and look in the cavity. It's make like sure there's stick no some in there ice. Make sure it's at room temperature. What happens, Rhino, if there's ice on the bird? Uh, if you've never seen what happens with ice and hot oil, there are plenty of videos of people doing that in McDonald's French fry front deep fryers, and it is never a good thing. Is that an accident? Uh, well, it depends on who okay. you ask there on you those. Go. But yeah, the ice meeting hot oil equals an explosion of energy, and that oil's going to overflow. So if you're using a propane burner to heat the pot you're cooking or you're frying your turkey in, that's a recipe for fire, explosive fire. So no ice in the turkey. Step two is in the same vein. It's for safety. Take your time. If you're lowering it into the grease, don't just plop it in there. Don't half Basketball do it, it to where you, you're not even really paying attention. Take the time to focus and pay attention and do it slowly and properly because, again, if you accidentally let it slip off the hook or you drop it too quick and that oil overflows you're looking at a bad time third step 
everybody's going to like it, so don't beat yourself up if you didn't get everything just right. Because it's, it's difficult to mess up a fried turkey as long as you follow the first two steps of no ice and take your time. Never move the fryer once it's in operation. Yeah, it's a bad idea to do that. It's a totally bad idea. You know, the, all these are, are recommendations because somebody went before us and showed us the way of not doing things. And it's funny because it didn't happen to you. But if it did accidentally happen to you or we don't want it to accidentally um, happen to you, just thinking a few things through and you don't know what you what you don't know. So if it's one of those things, this is your first time or you know somebody who is doing it for the first time, just, you know what, I'm not insulting your intelligence, but just make sure there's no ice left on that turkey. It's not going to end well for for you at all. And if all. you want, like, specific instructions on frying a turkey, like you've got everything, you're going to follow the rules of no ice, take your time, and don't beat yourself up on it. If you if you want a recipe as it as it were, mm-hmm. get your oil up to three seventy five, and and if it's staying right there, you're good to go. That's ready for a bird. However you prepared it, whether you've brined it, whether you've Cajun injected it, whatever. However heavy that bird is, deep fry it for three and a half minutes per pound. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's it. There you go, and a green bean casserole. Stick with us, though. you got more coming up next with the boys from Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Happy Thanksgiving. Talk Mississippi Media Production.